There are times that you give a guy the ball because he has a hot hand. There are also times that you give a guy the ball because it'll make it easier for his teammates to be successful on the football field. That's exactly why Ohio State needs to lean on the running backs early in the season. You are Locked On Buckeyes, your daily podcast on the Ohio State Buckeyes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Buckeye fans? Welcome back for the episode of Locked On Buckeyes. For the Locked On Podcast Network, I'm your host, Jay Stevens, also the host of the Jay Stevens Podcast. It is Thursday, August 17th in the year 2023. And this episode is brought to you by our friends at FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. Right now, when you bet on a Super Bowl winner, you can get bonus bets every time they win in the regular season. FanDuel.com slash locked on. During today's episode, I will go over the ideal running back rotation for the Buckeyes in 2023. And I'll also discuss my comfort level with the starting offensive line. But first, Ohio State's going to have a new QB1. I'm not going to dive into speculation, Brown or McCord today. However, McCord and Brown are the ideal focus of the beginning of the show because they're newcomers to this thing. McCord had a start under his belt. Devin Brown does not. Both guys have gotten on the field for the Buckeyes. But this is different. It's different for both of them. You have a new OC. That's new for them. You have Ryan Day taking a different role in the upcoming season. That's new for the entire team. But when you look at McCord and Devin Brown specifically and how the Buckeyes should go about easing them into and acclimating them into the new role that they're going to have for the team, either backup or starter. There's one position group, or there's multiple, but this one group specifically is an ideal way, an easy way to integrate a new quarterback, which also allows this unit to get comfortable in their new roles in the upcoming season. It's called leaning on the RBs. Think about a quarterback's best friend. Now, I could also go in different areas with this conversation, but we're going to stick with the RBs for now. Think about what helps a quarterback. Think about the great quarterbacks of all time in the National Football League. you got Peyton Manning. you got Tom Brady. you got Aaron Rodgers. you got Ben Roethlisberger. You have other – Drew Brees. You have other guys in the past 20 years that have been great quarterbacks. Now, you want to go back a little bit further. John Elway and others, Joe Montana. You have great quarterbacks throughout decades. And there's two units that they lean on during times, during crucial moments, that also make the game easier for them. The running backs and the offensive line. Now, for the running back room, you have, they have to lean on the O-line, which is why I want to touch on the comfort level that I have with the O-line later in today's show. But for the running back specifically, you have to have somebody back there or a group of players that is comfortable in their role, that understands their role and realize them getting loose on the football field, them doing a little bit of something that maybe they've never done before, but it helps the team be more successful. Them doing that in a great way will ultimately help the team be everything it needs to be in 2023. And for Kyle McCord and Devin Brown, it, at all accounts, it sounds like the battle is tight so far um that's what's coming up out of camp and so i am still 
not all in on saying that they don't already have a QB one already made. They're just, it's right now just coach speak. Um, they kind of keep the same narrative going, but also if that's the case, if it is so tight, if it is one of those things where, um, they're not comfortable naming a starting quarterback right now, or they're waiting until after the scrimmage number, uh, the second scrimmage of the of fall camp, which is this weekend to name a starter. That's great. But also it don't matter which way they're going work with the running backs, let them cook, let them get off. Let them get the ball and tote that rock day be down after down after down after down after down. Why do that? Because one is going to help the quarterback get more comfortable because you're not having a new quarterback be thrown in there saying, hey, we are going to have you run the offense. It's going to be the same offense, same play calls that Stroud had over the past couple of years, a very pass heavy offense. I know you're new to this thing, but hey, throw you into the deep end. We hope you survive. It's kind of sink or swim mentality. I don't think that's ideal for the quarterback situation for the Buckeyes in the fall. At the same time, let's go to the flip side. How does this impact the running backs? They're going to be able to help the offense be better, be more of a well-oiled machine. But if you let primarily Travion Henderson and Mayan Williams get off early in the season, first three or four or five games where you're looking at it and saying, hmm, what does this do for them? Not only does does giving them the ball help them help the quarterback. How does this help them throughout the rest of the season? It helps build confidence because you have two running backs and Travion Henderson and Mayan Williams. If you want to throw uh, Evan Pryor into the mix as well, you have three running backs. You're out of the top five that were injured a year ago. Pryor missed the entire season. Williams and Henderson were uh, dinged with injuries that they played through. Uh, Henderson did not play in the bowl game, which I'm not really upset about. I really understand why. And he put it a, an importance on his body. Do I think his appearance in him playing in the game against Georgia would have had a different outcome? No, but I do understand also if it maybe would have had a different outcome, him putting an importance on his body made a lot of sense at that time. Also, this is going to be great for Tony Alford because as I talked about how he should go about handling the RB rotation and trying to figure out how in the world um, does he handle a, a room that has five backs that at any other school, at a lot of other schools, they will be the starters. Literally, Mayan Williams can start at other Big Ten schools. Um, Chip Trainum can start at other Big Ten schools. I believe Evan Pryor, maybe not now because he's coming off of an injury, but I think Evan Pryor can start at other Big Ten schools. I know for a fact Dallin Hayden can. Like, I know these guys could be other four. All five of them could be starters, not just, not just other Big Ten schools, but other power, like power of the power five schools in the country. But allows your guys who can, who were injured a year ago, come back on the field, build confidence, and really realize this may be more of a run. Uh, the run may be more featured in the in this offense, which it needs to be, because if you've heard me over the past couple of years, the everydayers realize Jay is not a fan of the pass-heavy offense that Ohio State has had over the past couple of years with C.J. Stroud. I don't know if I want to go back to the 2019 season where it was, um, I think Fields had 3,200 passing yards and J.K. Dobbins had over 2,000, like a, a, a tick over 2,000. I don't know if I want to go back being the dynamic, but I am comfortable, uh, really comfortable, saying your starting quarterback has 3,500 to 4,000 passing yards, maybe more 3,750 to 4,000. You have a back, your lead back has 1,000 rushing yards. You have a backup who, if he's not at 1,000, he's really, really, really close to it. I really think that, that this is ideal for all the parties. But specifically for QB1, 
do what is needed for them to quickly and easily get acclimated to playing big-time level football, being the starting quarterback for the Ohio State University, lean on the running backs. I remember in Friday, Friday Night Lights, Booby Miles said, put Booby in, let him spin. Because you know what? When Booby Miles was on the field, that boy cooked the defense day, down after down after down. And I believe Travion Henderson and Mayan Williams, when healthy, can be one of the best running back duos in the entire country. And when healthy, they'll easily help a new QB1 get acclimated to being QB1 at the Ohio State University. Not only those two guys, but are those the only two guys that might be in a uh, more run-heavy offense early in the season? We'll discuss that next on Locked on Buckeyes. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Football season is about to kick off, and FanDuel is giving you the chance to win all season long. Because right now, when you bet on a Super Bowl winner, you can get bonus bets every time they win in the regular season. Just pick any team to win the Super Bowl, and you'll get bonus bets for every victory. You can use your bonus bets on spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. And start earning bonus bets with America's number one sports book. That's fanduel.com slash locked on. Thank you for making Locked On Buckeyes your first listen every single day. Now is the perfect time to subscribe to Locked On Buckeyes so you don't miss a beat. It does not matter if you listen to us on Apple or Spotify or the Odyssey app or you watch it on YouTube. Subscribe wherever you're watching or listening to the show right now if you're listening on apple or spotify leave us a five-star review and a rating if you're watching us on the youtube hit that subscribe button smash the like button on this video and hit that bell so you are notified every time a new video goes live locked on buckeyes is a part of the locked on podcast network your team every day the ideal running back rotation for ohio state is one conversation that may be twofold or threefold or 5,000 fold because there's different variables to it on the surface. You can rank them and say, well, you know who the top two guys are, who is one, who is two. I think that is subjective based off how you are viewing it at that time because of how last season went. Who are the other three? I also think that is one that is not set in stone because two of the other three were not hurt a year ago, but Evan Pryor, when healthy, might be the third best back on the team. So that one is something that has a lot of variables to it as well. And so when I think about the ideal running back rotation, you kind of got to realize first, where are where is the team right now? What is going on with the team? What is the status of the running backs? And as from all accounts, Everybody is health is is healthy. Mayan Williams missed a practice, I believe last Friday when the media was there uh, watching the practice. I don't know if he's been back practicing as the media has only been allowed to attend two practices during during fall camp. So I don't know if they have um, if the people that are there in Columbus have actually um, seen him around in the woody with pads on. I don't know. But I know he went down. Tyleek Williams has a knee brace on. A little injury update quickly coming your way. But outside of that, I do do think and I hope, my hope is Mayan Williams is healthy. 
from all accounts, Travion Henderson is healthy, back on track to be one of the top two backs and maybe be a feature back for the Buckeyes in the fall. You also have a three-headed monster in the rest of the guys, the, the others, which really aren't others in most conversations, but in this one, they are. You got Chip Trainum. Um, running back, running back at Arizona State, transferred to Ohio State a year ago, played linebacker, then moved back to the running back room due to injuries, and he's still playing running back this year. Yeah, Evan Pryor, who is uh, coming off coming off of an uh, a season where he missed uh, the entire year due to a leg injury, and then you have Dallin Hayden, who is the one guy that might be not a wild card, not an X factor, but I think he's the one guy that can shake things up. Chip Train and I have the thoughts on. We'll get to those in a second. There's going to be a lot of people that have hype with Evan Pryor. But based off the body and the makeup of Dallin Hayden, how he's looking right now, and how I think he will progress in year two, I would not be shocked if we see midseason that Dallin Hayden is a third back in the rotation if the Buckeyes have one in the future. But ideal, the ideal running back rotation starts with the top two guys. And I think it needs to stop there momentarily with Travion Henderson and Mayan Williams. And I don't know who the start is going to be the entire season, who's going to have the most starts. I understand that Travion Henderson is probably going to be the week one starter against Indiana. I understand that Mayan Williams, not just me, but by numerous people, had the was more productive in the offense last year, and the offense was better when he was the running back over Travion Henderson. Both were hurt. I don't know why that was the case. Um, I know that they both have things they can work on. I know Henderson's vision um, people say, I will say as well, that needs to, needs to have some improvement. Is that something that was a, a problem due to his injury? Or is that something that he um, was just working on last year and never really overcame that hurdle? We have to wait and see which one is the case. But I do think the idea of running back rotation, you have those two guys, and those guys, they get the bulk of the carries. Like, I'm not here to have a three or four running back rotation where you're lining up three or four guys in the backfield and saying, okay, cool, um, go ahead and cook. Go ahead and play. Um, go ahead and get the ball. Um, go ahead and do this. Oh, wait, okay, um, it's not your turn. This is the fourth series of the game. Um, RB4, come in. I'm not here for that. I'm not here for that at all. And I, honestly, I think that not only hurts the offense or the old line, I think it hurts the player as a whole because they can't get in the rhythm. Or anybody else there can't get in a rhythm. So I am very much a believer that when you find a guy, you ride him, ride with him, let him cook, and go on with that. Which is why um, I think the top two guys in Henderson and Williams, if Tony Alford, and I do believe this would be the case, just stuck with those two guys, great. Great. I don't want the 2019, like, the heavy load on Dobbins and then Fields doing his thing in that way. But the one thing I did notice that in the in the postseason, and we noticed it the following year with Trey Sermon, when we got to those more important games, the rotation got shorter and Dobbins got more touches. Prepare your guys for later in the season when the rotation will get shorter, get tighter, and the backups will get less touches. Prepare them now. Because I do know under I do understand if you all of a sudden go from getting eight to ten touches to 15-18, that's a big jump in really important games. And the Buckeyes have really important games in every single month. Notre Dame, Wisconsin, Penn State, Michigan, um, and some other road games that may be a little tricky. Work now to help the guys on the team 
so that when the crucial moments come, they're more mentally conditioned and their body is more conditioned for the grueling moments during games. Chip Tranum is the one that I don't think is a wild card. I think there's a way for, to play him, and I don't think it's just playing him in the backfield. Now, this is a special skill set that I would like for him to play. I don't know if he is the ideal candidate or if he's going to play in that role. But if you have him more of maybe an offset, a heavier back, um, being somewhat more of a blocker and a guy who could get in space, but also occasionally put him back in the backfield, you could find a role in him with maybe more of a heavier set. He's not a true fullback body or fullback player, but if you have a guy with his quickness and speed in that offset uh, situation, maybe more of an H-back role, that's a good way to get him on the field. Also, I'm not a fan of force-feeding guys and saying, hey, you need to get on the field because I say so, just to keep you on the team so you don't transfer. I am not a fan of that. However, I say that because Dallin Hayden could be the third the third guy in rotation if Tony Offer wants to use three backs that are deep in the backfield. I know I'm not here to say Chip Trainum is better or that Dallin Hayden is better or that Evan Pryor is better. I am not here to say that. I saw how productive Dallin Hayden was a year ago when he was thrust into a bigger role during his freshman campaign in Columbus. I also believe and I have seen how physically fit and how he has worked on his physique over the offseason and he is better prepared to physically withstand the pounding that is happening in a Big Ten football game, which is why you got to find a way to get down Hayden on the field early in this. Not, not in those games against Indiana and Western Kentucky and Youngstown State. You got to find a way to get him on the field to kind of test him to see, hey, how do you do? How's your body? How do you feel? How quick are you? How fast are you? How quick do you hit the hole? How quick do you hit that jump that jump cut? How quick do you sidestep that guy? How do things go when your body is in a different state than it was a year ago? So the ideal RB rotation, Travion Henderson, Mayan Williams, the top two guys. Maybe have a package for chip training, but don't force it. The third guy, to me, that needs to be at the top of this list is Don Hayden. Because I think he is the most versatile of the other three backs in that RB room. And one that can be a big piece of the pie if they need him to be for the Buckeyes in 2023. A lot of conversations about the running backs, but the RBs cannot be successful if the O-line is not doing what is needed for them to be successful as an entire unit. Am I comfortable with the present state of Ohio State's potential starting O-line? We go over that next on Locked on Buckeyes. This episode is brought to you by Billiards Plus. Billiards Plus has the best selection of pool tables, game tables, shuffleboard tables, and more. And the best service in Central Ohio. Billiards Plus also can set you up with a brand new top-of-the-line grill that will last for generations. We all know how hard it is with the supply chain issues this year and getting certain things shipped on time. So when it comes to ordering that one big gift for someone you love... Check out Billiards Plus. They have exactly what you have been looking for. Billiards Plus carries the best pool tables from Brunswick, Allhausen, Canada, Billiards, and more. Plus, top-of-the-line grills from PK, Napoleon, Memphis, and LaGriddle. That will be the last grill you own. Seriously, these grills stand the test of time. No matter the season, Billiards Plus has you covered for all your indoor and even outdoor entertainment needs. Visit their showroom on Dublin Center Drive in Dublin. Check them out at billiards-plus.com. Billiards Plus, family owned and operated for generations. 
Thanks, Big Lachlan Buckeyes, your first listen every single day. There is a big announcement coming up later in the show. It's not on the rundown on the YouTube, but it's just something big. And since it's fresh, we're going to close the show with a big announcement. So early in the offseason, I remember going through and discussing the potential starting offensive line for Ohio State. I had Joshua Fryer at the right tackle. I had Matthew Jones at the right guard. I believe I had Jason, uh, Carson Hensman at the center. I believe there was Donovan Jackson at left guard. And I think left tackle was Simmons, the transfer, but I was still not really sold on that happening. The first practice of fall camp, the media was out there. Starting O-line, which what they thought the starting O-line was going to be, was a combination of left tackle Joshua Fryer, Donovan Jackson, uh, left guard Carson Hensman at center, right guard Matthew Jones, and then uh, 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 Zen Mahalski at right tackle. And so I'm sitting here thinking, is this really going to happen? I understand you have Teka Tishabola and Luke Montgomery and others that are vying to play O-line at tackle. It's Jacob James and Vic Cutler um, competing to be the starting center. And I am just sitting here wondering in my head, is this going to work? Is the combination or one of these combinations going to work? And then as I heard a week ago, you have Jimmy Simmons at left tackle, Donovan Jackson, Donovan Jackson left guard, Carson Hensman at center, Matthew Jones at right guard, and then Joshua Fryer at right tackle. I was reminded of something that I think maybe a little play on Ryan Day's uh, – a little thought Ryan Day has. When the media is not going to be there every day at practice, we could do something that might be something seen in the season during the first practice that is not something we are doing every single day during practice. Because when you say Zen Maholski was the right tackle on day one with what was thought to be the first unit, but then all of a sudden Ryan Day gives an update on the offensive tackle position, and he says, oh, well, there's um, Simmons and Fryer and Shabola and Montgomery, but there's no Maholski with the first unit. Makes me wonder if that was just a way for you to get the media talking about something that's not actually going to happen. If it is, hats off, Ryan Day. Hats off. You did it. You did it once again. But then there's a thought that maybe what we just discussed of Simmons, um, Jackson, Hensman, Jones, and Fryer is the O-line. Because during a recent media availability, I believe um, Jeremy Birmingham of Rivals and the podcast asked Josh Fryer if he had practiced at left tackle over the past three days at any time. He said no. The thought was he's been at right tackle the entire time, which makes me think, my initial thought of Fryer at the right side is ideal. Simmons at the left side is cool. Donovan Jackson at left guard. Hensman at center and right guard being Matthew Jones is where we're going to be. Here's some more context. Three of those five guys, Simmons, Hensman, and Fryer, are first-time, full-time starters for Ohio State. One of them, I do believe, in Simmons has never played left tackle. So that's a whole new animal. And now you're working in a new starting quarterback, which is going to impact the communication that Hensman has with the other four players on the offensive line. I say all that background to go into this. Am I comfortable with the starting O-line right now as it, start, as it currently stands? Somewhat. Somewhat. I am still on a wait-and-see mode. I am not going to be somebody to come here on this show and say, oh, I ain't never seen it. But I'm going to tell you right now. I know enough about that player. They're going to be a dog. Based on what? Oh, one-on-one conversations. Heck. But you just said you've never seen them play. Exactly. So how do you analyze something that you've never seen? How do you analyze a player that you have never seen play? 
oh, one-on-one conversations. They can talk up a good game all they want to. That does not mean that they're going to be good on the football field. I also like how Ryan Roberts of Rise and Draft Scouting was went about evaluating in a NFL draft since Jordan Hancock, a guy who had injuries, had an injury uh, season a year ago and didn't really play much. He said, hey, he doesn't need to go to the NFL. He's more of a priority watch early in the season, not somebody that I'm putting a priority in, on in an emphasis at the end of the season. So with the O-line specifically, you want to hear a lot of stuff early in the season about me evaluating that unit of five. Because as I cannot say that I am over, I, I'm as comfortable as I want to be in saying that they're going to be um, potential Joe Moore award winners as a old lineman at Ohio State said during a pre, uh, recent pressure that not they're going to win it, but that they could potentially be in the conversation throughout the season. Okay, great, great. All I can say is I'm in a wait and see mode. But I'm comfortable with Simmons at left tackle. I'm comfortable with Fryer at right tackle. I'm comfortable with Hensman at center. Jackson and Jones, left guard, right guard, respectively, comfortable there. They're not going to move. So I'm comfortable in a sense of they're in the right positions. I don't know how to evaluate and go about saying I am comfortable in a way that I am comfortable that they're going to be a good unit in the season because I have not seen this five play together at all. So in the beginning of the season, first four weeks, we're going to get a good feel of how the O-line is, how well they play together, and if this unit is going to be something that we can be excited about in 2023. Big announcement time. Forgot to put it in the rundown on the show, but I have recently accepted and started a position as being a sports content specialist for the Kokomo Post. Recently got married, moved to Kokomo, Indiana in uh in wow june 28th of this year a few days before my wife and i got married and uh i've been talking to the kokomo post for a while and uh, football season is here high school football season is here there is a position um available for me to join the team in a sports centered role it's what i love it's what i'm here to do talk sports with you and i get to do it with the great people in kokomo indiana indiana and Howard County. So I've been working and working and working and working and wishing and dreaming about doing something, covering high school sports and um, being able to interview an athletic director at Indiana University, Kokomo as well. I'm excited about this opportunity. This is something I've kind of kept to myself and I really shared here on the show, but uh, I'm not going anywhere. Still doing this show and I'm excited about the future of Locked on Buckeyes and the future of my uh, sports media career as another great opportunity is right in front of me. You can follow me on Twitter at jstevens07. You can send all of your emails to jstevens317 at gmail.com. This has been Locked on Buckeyes here on a Thursday. I'll see you next time.